I thought there was a cat over there. It's just flowers. Oh. I know, I would have pointed it was out. Ash. Straight away. <laughs> I'm here for the garden. Oh my god. It's like celebrate my adoption He's... day. He's too quiet. What, Ash? Yeah, he doesn't make any noises. Do you, know he, do you know what he does when it's just me and Liv? Because he's very shy around other people. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there's literally points where... No, yeah, yeah, no, he loves you. There's um, one of my favourite stories I remember having was... Um, did I already tell someone it was one where Adam and Brune came around and then he just kind of... Yes, you told us on. Yes, I did. Damn it. Whatever day we were over. I don't know the days anymore. Yeah, they all kind it's of... It's Tuesday. It is Tuesday today. My morning ritual is I get out of bed all over time I want to and go, it's this day today. Yeah, and then... Then I... the rest of the day I still have to ask Louise. <laughs> and then I see you for like six hours and then I have to go to bed yeah. and then you stay up the rest of the night. Well, if you stay up till like ten and that's as all of like nine hours. Dependent on whether or not I go out tomorrow. 24 hours. We're not supposed to spend 24 hours together otherwise no. we'd go insane. No, <laughs> oh, that was no. accidental. Um, okay. Yeah. I leaned forward and pushed my finger and back and it decided to crunch. We're both a bit broken. I'm still limping because bandaged. What happened to your wrist? It's just, just all sore. Yeah. Why were your leg? I walked on it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Popcorn Profile after what, like a three-month three hiatus? <laughs> Did you forget what the podcast was called? No, I didn't. Oh, I was okay. just trying to figure out how long we'd been away for. Mm. Like three months, four months? Seven months. We pre-recorded everything six months in advance. Yeah, let's go with yeah. that. We've all aged half a year. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm, I'm the oldest now. That's how much we've aged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so now we're at a point where... So this was all recorded post... Last one was recorded... Pre-coronavirus. Oh, he said the he name. Said oh, it. don't oh, say the Jesus. name. What should I say instead? Um, Wait, come on, what should, come on. What should we give it a different name? A fun name. I'm just thinking of the Game Grumps I joke. I know we, we can be better than. Well, no, we can't be better than the Game Grumps, <laughs> but we can do something. Uh, uh, uh. The Ashening. <laughs> the, the, the Ashening. I mean, just the current situation. It sounds like a volcanic eruption. Yeah, and it was ash. ash if you pet everywhere. ash, you might die. Don't breathe in the ash. Don't breathe in ash. Don't cough in other people's faces. Otherwise, you t- spread tiny little ashes. <laughs> you go with the Ashening. You can take it one of two ways mm. cat or volcano. Mm. No, I love both. Oh, both. Yeah. Oh, the volcano's like, Poo, and then lots of cats come yeah, out. Yeah, 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 and that's why it's little grey dots, it's just little ashes. <laughs> do they, like, flow or do they all individually scrabble? It's a bit of both. Oh, okay. So, so the ones on the floor can reach, but then the ones on top are just like, whoa! They yeah. just kind of sit and stare as well, they're kind of just like... We got the eyes. We got the eyes. <laughs> they got the eyes. We can see you wherever you are. Okay, something less scary. Uh, you guys also end up moving in together. Yeah. Oh, are we not? Are we not going back round and re- re-establishing? No. Okay. no we, should, we need yeah, we to establish our personal life first. That's yeah. the most important thing on this podcast about films. So, yeah. so when are we recording this, Sam? Uh, the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. Um. I gave you the setup. <laughs> So this is our first recording after um, coming back from the hiatus that everyone else is on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very not fun time, but we are working together in a nice, safe environment. Uh, still all around one table, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, if we don't mention it, they'll never see it. That's true. Tell that Louise just mentioned it. Just bleep it out. (laughs) 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 What what did you say? We'll never know. Yeah, I'll just cut that out and then start putting your own personal made beep over things that we don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you crazy noises for hours? The seagull from The Little Mermaid. I've got a xylophone we can (laughs) Oh, that'd be good. Say we end up doing like certain Disney films just get the xylophone ready yeah so anyway we're continuing Lynn Ramsey's take it away (laughs) okay we are continuing Lynn Ramsey's filmography filmography (laughs) and we're now looking at our second film which was our first adaptation yeah to which point all of our films from this point are now adaptations of novels which because we started off with Ratcatcher uh oh yeah that's right even though we before that watched we need to talk about Kevin not calling Kevin <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin yeah the we watched YouTuber. it at uni um, yeah we, we it was part of our uni course and and we were really struck because that was our first Lynn Ramsey and we were like wow this is amazing um, and then I really loved Barack Catcher and was like holy shit this is great you not so much not so much and now we have come to Morvan Keller <laughs> which um Wah, wah. Well, what what for you? <laughs> I I really quite enjoyed it when I initially watched it. Um, but upon reflection, no, I like I still thought about it for like a couple of weeks, like a, right. like a month or so after I watched it, which is that's how long. Yeah, it's but been. you know what Beck has been thinking about for a fucking month in Upendi <laughs> and the Lion songs, the songs from Lion King two. So <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, I we immediately we watched it. We immediately moved on to Disney films and watched Peter Pan 2 and then Lion King so 2. We, we did watch Peter Pan 1 and it's horribly racist yeah. and really problematic. And we were like, wow, the 50s. Um, and then they made the second Peter Pan like... 49 years later. And so we're like, well, now we got to watch it. And it was actually quite mediocre not yeah. amazing but fine and this time they weren't racist because they just cut out they all the characters that they were racist so about. compared to Morvan Keller really enjoyable yeah <laughs> the, they were about the same film time and the Peter Pan 2 just went by like so engaging it was really quick paced. it had songs in it you could sing <laughs> I sat and watched it when we watched Morvan Keller I made a shirt you did you really <laughs> I was watching your engagement and it started like 60% and then it was like a solid 40% and then you just kept leaving and I had to keep telling you what not happened yeah like I usually nothing I usually do things while I watch films anyway because that's how I consume media my brain works like that but like never before have I actually had a film I was watching and actually legitimately had my back turned to it which I've done multiple times instead of turning the mannequin you just I just walked <laughs> yeah and then you started guessing what was happening and it's it like was, you could just look at this but when she was she was on the phone to someone I still yeah. don't know I never turned around no well we don't know who she was on the phone to either yeah and it was I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I know I'm going to be less confused at just listening to the phone conversation see, and turning around to see what she's actually doing. See, when you say she was on the phone, do you mean that the phone the, when she was in the phone booth at the start of the she's song? On the phone no, this is towards the, the end. This, I think this is when this she is was like calling, after, the, calling the book people. Yeah, like after she got her fancy dress and stuff. Should we do a little synopsis? So, Morvan Keller, who is... Can uh, read the back of the book? <laughs> no, so we're not Mor- talking about the book. <laughs> so, Morvan Keller is a 21-year-old... Is she? Yeah, it yeah, says so on the back of the book. She is not cast by as a twenty-one-year-old. 
I got she so might not be 21 in the film but I'm just because I read the book the film also says but we're not talking about the book are we no are we um, so Morbid Keller is a 20 something 20 something woman played by Samantha Morton mm. who wakes up on Christmas day to find out that her boyfriend has committed suicide um, but rather than you know say go to the police or tell anyone what's happened to him she doesn't tell anyone tries to act like everything is normal um, and then you, she finds out that her boyfriend left her some money and also his manuscript to his book that he wrote did he leave her the money or did she just fucking take the money I think she left the money for him because there is a note in the on the computer where she says that um, that the money is for that the money's for her that he's left the money for her right okay because I get I, we thought she stole well it. no it's not explained but she goes she goes to the ATM with a little slip of paper she checks so I was like oh right she's just stealing from her dead boyfriend okay so a little bit more context that's more like he has bequeathed his life to her rather than she's yeah. stealing yeah, his manuscript okay. his money okay that I mean makes she does kind of have that thing where she does end up stealing his ma- putting his name yeah. her name on his manuscript mm-hmm. and then horrifically chopping up his body I mean, in the bath to yeah. be fair for that point I'm sure it's a lot harder to try and sell a manuscript for a dead person than it is to um, um, but also just the fact that she found someone who would buy the manuscript like within two days yeah that was that was a bit of a meme yeah so, so the the plot goes. She she's in this horrible situation, but seems to be um not reacting, and and I think the argument is that it's shock, but she just doesn't seem to care. Maybe I don't know. It's it's acted weirdly, um and so with the money she takes her like best friend on holiday, and then they sort of have a couple weird scenarios. She ends up leaving her friend and then trying to discover herself comes back home finds the friend and the friend's like yeah whatever and that's the film yeah so th- <laughs> so so the way I ca- I didn't read it quite like that the way of I kind of read it was and when I watched it as well was I always kind of felt like the whole film was meant to be filmed from the perspective of Morven already being kind of an outsider she's kind of a weirdo she didn't really relate to anyone anyway except for her boyfriend who was the only person she could really relate to. But everyone's chatting with her the whole way through the film. She's got yeah. loads of friends that are like, oh, dearie, and at the shop. And... It's like that comic where the guy is like, everyone hates me, but then when it pulls out, it's everyone's like, oh my God, I love your shirt, cool hat, nice hair. Yeah, there's yeah. that sort of thing of where people can yeah, like, pe- people can be generally conversational with other people. Doesn't necessarily mean that they, they're like, you know, relate to people on a certain level kind of thing. And I feel like with more of her, even with the music choices, I feel like she was like because it was. No. You just want you just think because it's edgy music just that like she's edgy. Well, I don't think I don't think Stereolab and Broadcast are pretty edgy. They're kind of like like Stereolab specifically. They kind of take inspiration from old bossa nova and like baroque music, and it's more sort of like a throwback to sort of sixties music. Yeah, I guess I don't know the the people that she did interact with seemed to be friendly enough and nice yeah. no one was openly hostile she also had like oh, no, a grand, you know what i mean and then when they were on holiday um they were like chatting with lots of people and then she got picked up by that family and i i get you saying that and probably with your reading of the book that's probably a bit more explicit but it did seem like she was having a great time yeah. and was also not caring i it as a woman I couldn't associate with anything she ever did ever. 
None of it felt natural or right. Do, do you know what's quite interesting? What? Things we also we point out that. Oh, is there another woman who's like actually? No, this no, is there me. isn't a woman that's not actually. Oh, I knew it. I kind of relate to Morven a little bit. Oh, do you know why? Because it's written by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking and this man. is the point I was going to make. Slams down <laughs> glass in the boomerang. It's the fucking boomerang. No, sorry. Um, this is why I didn't want to talk about it. I just get angry. But that's fine though, because like, we need to leave. But then we get good back and forth. Know, you can go down open. the hall and then you'll still hear. We should have closed that door to make it less echoey. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. Have fun with us changing the sound quality. Don't. We also have the window open. Oh, yeah. I mean, that one's not going to change much, but yeah. that will change. No, I bit. meant that window. That window's fine. It's yeah. kind of we have a choir. Like, no, it's no, I like the idea of, let's say, one of us has a really strong opinion about it and someone has a really strong opinion mm-hmm. the other way. You can get that whole thing of, like, no, get mad! Oh, we lined up, because I don't care about the film. Yeah, there we go. I have no strong feelings either way, <laughs> Becca Shannon, for everything ever. <laughs> like, Unless it's Little Shop of Horrors. No. Or it. Like, I wasn't that fast about Ratcatcher, but there was stuff in it that I liked and that I can yeah. think back fondly on. Did this film just... I didn't relate to anything. I didn't really understand what the plot was trying to do or to say what the point of the characters were. Like, you know, if there was sort of repercussions for what she was doing, then yeah, but she Yeah, there was none. She gets rewarded or... Constantly. Like, I get it, it's supposed to be like a character analysis piece and like, you know, what happens if your boyfriend kills himself and your response is to not respond to it? It's a very interesting topic, but we don't know anything about the life before with her boyfriend and that's what didn't get me engaged because it's trying to be like oh look at how she's reacting to all this stuff but we don't know what the relationship was like you know she doesn't even have a moment where she's like oh I'll go tell my boyfriend oh you know he's immediately dropped like he did on the kitchen floor oh Becca don't (laughs) (laughs) oh my god he stayed there for all the film and we were just sitting there she's at the computer we're like is the boyfriend still on the kitchen floor she puts the sheet and like nearly trips on the blood that was quite funny yeah Um, but yeah I don't know we're looking at Lynn Ramsey and there was only one shot that felt when really... she was at the balcony. Oh, when she was at the balcony, and we've got the the Ibiza flats behind her. Yeah. Um, but there was the where where we're in the living room, and it's looking through the doorway at the girls in slow motion playing with the flower in the kitchen. So the the kitchen is lit, really gorgeous. They used a similar shot to have him lying there dead. So there's sort of an empty space where that dead body was, and then the Christmas lights are flashing yeah. rhythmically. Yeah. And so that was very sort of intermittent life, you know, a, a brief moment of happiness um, and the slow-mo with the flower of the white, sort of dirty whatever. And I was like, man, this is this is Ramsey. It's generally dirty, but it's kind of hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. But the rest of the shots just kind of felt like a bit dull and lackluster and maybe that's the point because that's kind of how Morvan's mental state is probably like that yeah and it's like meant to be ugly and whatever but she does ugly really well and and Ratcatcher is not pretty but it's beautiful we also had nothing to compare it to so Mm. we didn't have any like beautiful shots like there was no times when she remembered and remarked on time with her boyfriend where it was like really beautifully shot and then it makes the sort of life without the boyfriend uglier the whole film was just 
weird and but like there's like a couple shots that were like handheld but not even steadied yeah, and so it was kind of motion sick yeah it made us a little bit motion sick because it's the huge tv and so it was a bit like oh and i get yeah it's it's not meant to be classy and and like oh look women's lives and it can be dirty and they can still be happy but then she's not also not happy and it's like yeah she's poor but also she has all this money and it felt like it was a lot of different things that for me didn't pull together okay fair that's yeah. my argument yeah. thank you film, film student first class degree honours Lise Duncan thank you very much we don't have our degrees yet you thought it was coming today don't say don't that don't say that they're literally going <laughs> we're going to get banned <laughs> from this house <laughs> banned from our life we'll accept your cat and your girlfriend but not you <laughs> <laughs> please no <laughs> um, so my feeling with Morgan Keller was I, like I get the points that you're you're making. Like yeah. you don't really have much to go on with. You choose sort of, you not don't... to listen to me. <laughs> no, it's just kind of like what I read from it mm. differently. Mm. As a man. As a man. The only review yeah. on the book is from a man. Is it actually. Yeah, it's from Nick Hornsby. Oh, for f- or Hornby, sorry. So the guy that did wrote you, high, did, the guy that wrote High Fidelity. Do you feel that it was haunting and brilliantly original? I. Because. I'd, you know what it doesn't even haunt me Ooh, but Sally pringed on the cover see the thing that I think the film was going for Wait, I don't think it was going for a soft the nicest bit <laughs> yeah no I like the cover yeah yeah well, where's her let's find her as an also, artist I don't like that it's vintage and I'm as old as it was written yeah oh fine you young boy well, um, apparently vintage mm. <laughs> so the um, I lost my train of thought. Hang on, it'll come back to me. You're talking about what you, what you from, took from the, from the film. So, I'll say before we get to like that, like in terms of shots, from what I thought, I'll agree. There's not particular shots I remember aside from the opening shot where Morvan's on the floor, and then you kind of have the flashing light. I really yeah. like that shot because it's kind of a mood setter. And then you get a like name flash up, and then you just get the sort of the full shot of the living room where she's just on the floor with her boyfriend. Yeah, but but then also. It was total silence. Like, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm no filmmaker, right? But the whole point of motion picture is that it's moving images and sound. And and even like early films like Metropolis really understood the importance yeah. of sound. So, you know, I'm not saying that means fill it with dialogue or that a short cannot be successful if it's quiet. But the, you, there are sounds and there is a way that you can have music and feeling that emanate, emanate, that emulate nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, even if that's breathing, the creak of a floorboard, hearing somebody breathe or like a heartbeat, it really pulls the attention to how quiet it is. Or, or if you make that really loud, it can feel deafening even though it's like one sound. Yeah. And yeah, we had to check with you. We were like, is it just really quiet? Yeah, Louise immediately wanted to bump up the volume so or, loud. Well, our TV can be a bit funny I, sometimes. Again, I, like, I agree, the audio mixing is pretty Audio terrible. mixing was weird. And so I had to turn it up to max volume and put subtitles on. So there was a couple scenes where like they started talking before the scene started, which is like a standard technique of, yeah. of you, you mix it in so it's sort of a bit more smoother, especially when you've got lots of weird time passing. That's fine. Um, you know, like the, the, the story being ambiguous about time and and character intentions is fine it's very like standard of kind of indie filmmaking that you are to piece together kind of what you want the, the sort of history of events kind yeah of or the even the order you know yeah. think about pulp fiction 
it takes you to finish the film to be like, oh, that happened before and this is happening then and why is he there? You know what I mean? Like, you're you're really not necessarily told how it's happening, I don't mm-hmm. think, unless it maybe it does, I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, the the audio mixing was really weird and, and really put me off from the start because yeah. it was like, we know... We know she can make a really good film and we know she can do this beautiful, you know, can can tie beautiful images with really moving score. And the whole film, we were left with sort of silence. Um, and it maybe that's the point again, that it's empty and bleak. Um, and the music that was there was only there for like a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, well, I feel the, the, like the, we could have been more tactile. with My, that. my feeling with the use of the music was mm. the whole idea of because of the film is so quiet, which I feel like the, one of the things of it being so quiet, it makes it feel really cold. And kind of again, you used the word numb earlier. Like I feel like, like Morven is kind of cold numb to kind of everything that's sort of happening in the film. Even if everything is happening is good, like I be sunny, shiny Ibiza, and her friends being all, like Lana and being all bubbly and friendly with her. She's gorgeous, by the way. Can we just say that <laughs> right you, now? La- Lana or Morven? Lana. Holy shit, she's gorgeous. <laughs> and um... oh god, damn it. <laughs> and I feel like no there we go and I feel like the music specifically for what the music means to her it was a mixtape her boyfriend made her yeah And but we don't even know if she really liked the music yeah she like violently you... switched it off the first time she listened to it yeah to be fair that was like on Christmas day when she'd been given it from her boyfriend but, but immediately after he died it kind of also you of can't a... be like I'm traumatised by the music he left me when he's still there yeah it, it might not be like as traumatised it's just like I can't, I can't do this right now kind of thing but then she d- does another one yeah and she like and then she chops him up to it I don't know it just yeah well it's taped to her body it... yeah you didn't like that she didn't have I didn't. I didn't like that like I understand the need to be in your underwear when you're chopping up a body because yeah. of all the blood but I don't understand why she taped it to herself yeah why can't you just when play it Cassette, no, when it's a cassette player that has a little hook that can hook on the back of your bra. Oh, that's a good if point. If you don't use your bra to hook on, if it was written by a woman, then, no. then what else is it going for? Yeah, You'd rather tape like three rolls around your yeah, body so that, that it's like, on your hip. to you as well. She's no, think, it's on her ribs. Oh. Here's the thing: on the book, I don't even think she even she's even listening to music when she's cutting them up. Oh, she's in the photo. See, yeah, because you've read I'm, the book, you're tainted. I'm sticking. <laughs> no, because she's she's listening. I'm sticking with you in um in the film here I am I, I'm sticking with you yeah that yeah. one <laughs> yeah that, that one yeah that one um and funnily enough I have a I can't it's, you I'm, chopped up a body to the same no, no, song what? you taped a cassette player to your stomach <laughs> yeah the rumour come out yeah right underneath my left boobie um, <laughs> why did you call it a boobie because it's funny and I got a laugh he's allowed to have boobies if he wants yeah his third booby. <laughs> yeah. um, I wondered where your hands were oh. going there. I was so worried. The belly. His belly booby. <laughs> he just went down and I was like, oh! It's the thing I'm trying earlier. So I, I, have, I have a soft spot for I'm for sticking boobies. with you. <laughs> for, for, yeah, for boobies. And for I I'm sticking with you by the Velvet Underground because mm. when me and Liv first started going out, she sent me herself playing a cover of that on ukulele. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Also, but you then, are then inherently in favour of this. You're double tainted. You're double tainted. By the book and your romance. Romantic th- connotations to the soundtrack. How could you? We come to this podcast for objective views. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't even say that with a straight face. That little but, um, <laughs> and, I, and I like this one of the one of the things I liked about that scene was it because of my personal life and how I 
how my personal life worked out to me getting to that point of watching it in the film. It has this horrible contrast to what that song means to me kind of thing. Yeah. And and you really like feeling uncomfortable as a human yeah, being. Yeah, yeah. Like this is a weird thing with you. With all the games you play. All the games you play. The stuff you. One game specifically, like. Pathologic. What's the other games? Straight on from Pathologic, you were playing another game that was about plagues, and you were like, "Oh no, I don't want to do anything." Yeah, yeah, there was something else you were playing. There was like plagues. there was like a thing in the, the outer worlds in the outer worlds about a Padma town that we go through. <laughs> there yeah. was a character called Padma um, or Pervai, Pervai. One of the Patels. But but I think as well, it should be said that like the film is. It is designed to make you feel uncomfortable, and I yeah. think that's that's part of it, which is totally allowed. But like we were going back through some other films that we've seen, especially film class, we learned yeah. a lot of pretentious films, and can't really remember the name. But there's this other one which is about a French woman. Uh, it's a French film, and it's basically she's been let off. The rest of the employees get a bonus, mm-hmm. and so she's having to literally go around to everyone's house asking them not to take the bonus so she can get her job back. It's like over oh the God. course of the weekend, so there's a real sense of she's got to do it within these days. There's a lot of kind of moody shots of transport and of her taking pills and literally closing doors, going under blankets, being like, I can't fucking do this. And then her having to again go back out and ask for people not to take the bonus. And it's like, people are like, well, we need the money. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, I need the job. And and it's a mix of reactions and it's uncomfortable and it's awkward yeah. and it's beautiful because it's it's, it's sort of French and, and reminiscent and moody and in the end we don't actually know really if she gets the job back she, i don't think no i'm pretty sure she oh she doesn't but she doesn't but like kind of happy about it and yeah it's kind of done basically and it sort of ends with a relief of it's over because the whole film is building up to that time rather than necessarily if she gets it or not um and we, I mean, wasn't the hugest fan of the film. No, but so it, it stuck with you. But it stuck with me, and I remember it being good. Yeah. When as I, whether this will stick with me or not, I'm not sure. But also, I don't think I will ever think of this film as good, because to me, it feels like there's like a lot of slips, in ways that we've seen Lim Ramsey particularly do really well in her other films. Mm. And so, again, it feels like this should have been her first film in a filmography because mm-hmm. she comes. You know, these aren't new ideas about being a, a sort of woman left on the wind kind of show. I mean, the whole of Call Me About, call me about Kevin. Call Me About Kevin. <laughs> um, we, we need to call talk. about Kevin. We need to talk about Kevin. Um, is all about the mum and her experience and yeah. what's going on and what do I do. And of course, there is another death of a husband, boyfriend, spoilers. Hmm. Um, I mean, we'll probably get it in the next Partner. Time. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. dealt with very differently and it's all through flashbacks. So though I'm not saying flashback is the way forward, lol la lol. Mm. I think it's just so weird that this film is so different to our other work and also we found is written by a man. Yeah. And also, point, point, point finished. Also, Men. another thing to note as well, which you did say at the start, mm. it took her six years to make Ratcatcher. She'd made this two Longer. years after Ratcatcher. Took her like 11 years to 11 years to make Okay, 11 years to make Ratcatcher and then two years to make this. We, I heard it on a podcast or, or, or I was an interview about Ratcatcher and it was that it took her really ages to get the funding, but it was like a baby and, you know, she'd been working on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, not, it was like a baby. What's the phrase? Her baby. Pet project? Pet, Pet project, project, yeah. Um, and so clearly off the success of that, here's your next film. 
or 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 you know she was maybe sold the script to this or or had found yeah sure why not or yeah, was recommended like, for it this is up your alley kind yeah, of feel something. which it, it does feel like it is it feels like the the kind of story but it, it, that it, she it, would excel at. it feels like either she done dirty with the film or the fir- the film done dirty with her because yeah. it just it ends up being really confusing and not in a philosophical way yeah there's there's not much things behind this film Mm. or research you can do about it so it might have even been one of those well if you can make this film for us you can make that film for you you later on this sort of stuff that Christopher Nolan does with all the studios where he's like okay fine I'll make this Batman for you as long as I can go make my weird Inception film oh sure I'll make um, you know Disney I'll make you films if I can make my Treasure Planet film yeah see I feel like that could work with that as an idea of why Morgan Cowell was made but I just I feel like like the film feels like it wasn't on a big enough budget for yeah, like a big yeah. enough studio to justify that. Yeah, the BBC did did done dirty with that sound mixing. Yeah, it's awful. Unless that is a conscious choice, mm-hmm. and then again, that feels like bad filmmaking to me. The fact that we had to double check if the sound was working, and you know, not to the point where it's stylistic, but to where we think there's a problem. Um, I that, think there is a genuine problem with it like because that's the only version I could find. There's no Blu-ray of Morvan Cal in my Well, I guess that's because it's a 2000 and it was made. So it's filmed on film. Yeah. So it would have to be remastered in order to be HD. Mm-hmm. We might get a Criterion then because Ratcatcher got one but it's not in the UK, it's in the States. Yeah, well they would have they would have kept the film for that one as they might not have kept the film for this. Like how the BBC sure. constantly reused its film and lost yeah. like all of the old Doctor Who's or a bunch of them Jesus lost a lot of old content because they just refilmed over BBC thank you BBC um, <laughs> so yeah I don't know It. It. I said I wouldn't talk about this and now I've just spent a long time talking about it I mean that's because it's the point of this it is, it's a podcast we do need to talk about the films and I do again like I said before I do like the fact that we can talk about our for the I, of it. it doesn't make me not like Lynn Ramsey yeah. yeah I think it does feel really nice to see other kind of work that she's done. Yeah, you feel like a parent who's just mildly disappointed. Yeah, I feel I feel like at the school teacher and you know, you got like fifty on the test you were studying really hard yeah. for. And it's like, well sure, fifty's fine, but you were studying really hard. Like, yeah, this is this is a subject that, that you, that you should really be good done. at. We've had yeah. extensive conversations about this subject. You're so engaged in class, why why is it only a fifty? Why is it only a fifty? Lynn Ramsey. <laughs> I th- again I, I do think it's more than a fifty to me personally because <laughs> That's what the episode is called. It's more like fifth, more, it's more than a more fifth, than fifth, fifth to me personally. Dash Sam twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. There was a couple of things I really liked in terms of the actual filmmaking itself. I loved mm. the and it was a thing that I really I don't know that really stuck with me was the whole I, like again I know I said the opening shot with the flashing lights constantly. But like in almost every scene, that flashing light is just there's a different type of flashing light constant, and the more Morven tries to like get away with it. It's kind of just like gets further and further away, but it's still there. But and it's kind of like a sort of I find that as like a sort of reference to what she's got to deal with. Yeah, with, with, with the sort of with, mental state and kind of in and out. Also, the, the the problem, the quote unquote problem that she's got to deal with, that's just still lying in her kitchen. But but there is no consequences, and we never really hear about what's happening. And and I feel like it's not prominent enough for it to be a motif in the same way that the music is very much a motif mm. and. I would say her friend is much more present in the film, Lana. You know than the, her actual boyfriend. Like the impact of the stuff that's happening with her friend seems to be much more dramatic and stressful and impactful mm. on her than her boyfriend. 
which just seems weird. And and I get that, like, well, was, I don't know. There was a line that um, I think Morvan says to someone in the bar. Yeah, that we couldn't hear. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. That um, she moved up here with her boyfriend. She's not originally from the, the, the area. Well, she's she, got a different accent. Yeah, she's got a different accent. And and again, it was never implicitly said, but like it could you could just read it as a way of like she kind of literally picked up everything for him to move here with him. That's you adding that. Yeah, that's what I mean. But the, like is this it, is why I, there was never implicitly said. But this is me thinking this could potentially. But be I a, think you've a thing. You've got to not add your own head cannon. I think if, if, if because that's the thing is we know Lynn Ramsey's really good at visual storytelling and, and yeah. adding depth, and especially when the little boy is playing in the curtains and then you see him staring out the window and you you know a shocked mother's face you can tell something horrible has happened out the window yeah. that we don't know when is we know nothing about even if their relationship was good or bad we we aren't giving any hints or clues you know he says i love you okay so it's nice and friendly you know but the apartment's a little bit dirty we don't really know about what their responsibilities were we don't really know about his job were i i feel like there is too much which is shrugged off as sure whatever you can come up with it when yeah. the film should she, she, you know she's good at visual storytelling oh i need to talk about kevin <laughs> it's all about visual <laughs> yeah. storytelling i'm g- gonna get different every time on purpose now um you know that we do not know what is up with kevin yeah right but that we get shown all these weird things yeah we're told straight we, off the bat that we need to talk about him and you're like yeah. why do we need to talk why do we about need to him? talk about him and it's all about discovering what he actually did when is this is just so much of it's like a tiny slice but of weird little bits and and even thinking back on scenes of like her you know talking about the money with the book people i don't know why you'd include that it doesn't actually seem important apart from that it's a plot device that she gets the money you know there's a lot of like there was that bit where she was like looking at bugs and it's like oh she's weird because she looks at bugs question mark and then she's sat on the ground in spain she's got an ant on her and it's like haha the bugs and and you know you can talk about oh it's like decay and rot and that's what she's thinking about but it is not explicit enough i think there's too much to be i think it's very indie film leave it up to the wind you can figure it yeah. out. I think a See, film should be more clear about what it wants to do. I think in in terms of the plot, if you if you bring the plot down to its basic elements, yeah, she is the, actually the an inciting incident hmm. is the boyfriend's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your insane incident should be that if that changes in any way, your film does not happen. In this film, if we yeah. change it so he just left her. Yeah, or he just no. Even if he just left, the film would be the same. Or he just gave her the money and he's still alive. No, but like you know, (laughs) in terms of like keeping it, not that changes his character motivation because he does nothing in the film. If we change it so he just left, he still does nothing in the film because that's the only impact he had as a character. Yeah. What does it change? Absolutely nothing. Well, like he's not there. She doesn't have to cut him up, but her responses could be the exact same. Yeah. Whereas other films where they start with a death at the start, like. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. His we, mom we dies at this. his mom dies at the start. Oh. That affects his character throughout the whole of the film. Mm. If it's changed so his mom wasn't dying, yeah, and he, he just got adopted, that you wouldn't have that like important scene at the end where Gamora holds her hand out and he flashes back to his mom on her deathbed. Mm-hmm. Like that's an important character journey that he goes on and he learns how to take that leap. Marvin does does nothing with that that information. Her boyfriend could have just left, like she told her friend, and nothing would change. I mean, even think of something right as simple, which comes from a book and then became filmed, the Harry Potters, right? Once Dumbledore's dead, 
It's all about having to unravel all of the, was it lies? Was it true? We never yeah. know. You know, who was he? Did Why did we only do this? Why did we never There's talk about... There's an important aspect in the yeah. scene where he dies that doesn't come back until the end, until which the is end. the key that lets them defeat Voldemort. Right. Rather than just, okay, he's dead, and that's the plot point, is that he's dead. Like, it, it's a cliche to have a death be the main thing in the film and, but, for and to, then she doesn't care about for, it for it to be like the most important thing and we understand that but to have it mean nothing and to have it that he committed suicide mm-hmm. don't correlate because suicide is not a thing to be taken lightly off no. and not a thing to just be like oh yeah he killed himself moving on this is her life now this is what she's doing like it it's it's kind of doing the opposite of what 13 reasons why did I where they glory watch it they, they kind of glorified suicide and they explained mm. it inherently to the point where like people are like whoa you're explaining this way too much and putting too much eh, focus on it yeah whereas this film you get told once you get shown his injuries and then that's mm. it they move on they're like it's not important why he did it it's not important what their relationship was like it's just important that it didn't affect her in any way apart from it gave her money in a book like i get there's lots of different ways of expressing shock and i think numbness is definitely one that you have at the start but the grieving process is also you know there are issues you deal with and if you say go on holiday there are still things like bills and your family and the life that carries on which is sort of knocking at the door yeah, constantly if, if I... but we never really get a follow-up and she seems to just be able to travel easily and kind of just you know westerosi game of thrones season eight style appears everywhere yeah. I, th- I, th- I think with the <laughs> you just look so sad sam <laughs> well, it's just like I-, I feel like with her you're destroying being, a- be- being able no 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 like with her being able to sort of travel and go on holiday, I feel like just you know she got the, the like ton, like the, the the large lump sum from her boyfriend, and she I think she would have if she had any excess money, she'd be like, well, I could just take this and then go. But the, the lump sum it it said there's one thousand maybe one thousand three hundred available mm-hmm. or yeah. one thousand in the bank. You can only take out three thousand. Only said sorry three hundred available. So my thinking was, oh, is he in debt? And like he should have that one thousand whatever, but you can only take the could be like a maximum draw limit or something. Well, we don't know, and so much is like left up to was she actually left the other thousand? Was she even left it? Did she steal the money? You know, it just I don't know. I I'm sure the book explains it more, but I I always strongly feel you shouldn't have to read a book to yeah, understand a film. You could you could also change it to make it much more like not linear but importance. Like you know, instead of her taking all this money or getting the money somehow and choosing to go and hold her a friend why not have the boyfriend's Christmas present also be I was going to take you on holiday yeah. here's the Tie plane tickets in. here's the bookends yeah. I'm sorry you have to go alone so then she has to fight between going alone taking your friend going alone I'm going to take my friend and then it's yeah. like in all the places where she is in Ibiza that she's she's, she's there with her friend not the boyfriend type of it deal just, it seems like he's just not important yeah which but he's a plot point doesn't make sense because he's the main plot point none of this plot would happen Mm. if he hadn't died (laughs) I I feel like with you've upset Sam (laughs) no I'm just trying to articulate what I was going to say then I I totally forget film good you guys starred (laughs) (laughs) you guys I like the film let me just like it (laughs) you're allowed to like it and I think with any media if you like it, you like yeah. it, and yeah. you can't change that. In the same way that I'm obsessed with Mandy, but also the Decoy Bride, they do very different pieces of media. Yeah. But I'm well aware that the Decoy Bride is bad. Oh yeah. 
It's fun though. It's very fun. This wasn't fun. Yeah. And is also not good. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, in my eyes, is bad. But I really it's, love Lim Ramsey still. Uh, I, to be honest, I feel like a lot with what I like about the film was kind of, again, it was more my relation on a personal level kind of thing. Like, I. And I think I could have seen this to live yesterday. Where for me personally, it was kind of a thing of. I I get that idea of sort of feeling weird and sort of isolation and feeling kind of lonely. Like when I was in school, I know it's a while back, but you know, yeah. old I'm, man. Old, I'm an old man now. You're vintage. I mean, vintage. You're, you're turning thirty-seven right next birthday. Oh no, forty-two. Oh oh gosh, I was a little old. Guys, it's sixty-three. Oh <laughs> wow, you look really good for sixty-two. Yeah, it's like the Ned Flanders effect. Mate, that's older than my dad right now. <laughs> Same. Oh. Um. But like I kind of felt like an outsider when I was at school. I didn't feel like I... I had people I talked to, I was friendly with, but I never felt like I really connected with anybody mm. kind of thing. And I feel like, like in terms of how I relate to Morvan, I kind of get that sort of feeling. Like, I feel like she she's friends with... Like, her and Lana seem, like, pretty damn close. It'd be safe to say. But when she's like, come on, Lana, come with me. But but then she just leaves her because she gets bored, question mark? Yeah, like, I, I also relate to that feeling. Yeah. And also, all, I'm a all, woman. We have <laughs> all been outsiders. I <laughs> fucking lived in a different country where I couldn't speak the language. We've all been outsiders. And are, like, specifically in that one where you have, like, some of the friends where you don't feel like they really understand you and you don't get that. Mm. But I, I didn't relate to that feeling in her because I didn't get any sort of feelings from her throughout the whole film and like it, it she goes to the so... guy and she fucks the guy and then is inexplicably angry and like we have to leave yeah i don't understand and so it, was it like oh the boy it reminded her of her boyfriend or something i don't know we don't get the, told the, the thing and again uh-huh. it, we the didn't book explains no 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 the book explains is what i kind of thought and oh, again okay. it's me headcanning it again so you take oh, it or yeah, leave it but it was kind of a thing of i don't know maybe she felt like she felt in this like one tiny minuscule moment that she felt like she could kind of relate to this guy just from a sense of someone's they've already lost someone that they loved and someone they cared about and maybe she f- found a sense of relatability within them you're, d- and you're then adding afterwards, that yeah that's what I'm saying that's what I'm saying it's I'm adding that <laughs> and it just I don't know it felt weird and then like clearly her friends was rain her, fiction about <laughs> Marvin Keller her like her, know. you know her family was there or not her family her, she like the other her friend was sleeping with somebody clearly having a great time yeah and then they just get in a taxi go somewhere else and then the friend just leaves and they kind of don't really care and like as an anxious person who hates travelling I hated the whole thing yeah how, unless Pardon they were me. like separately keeping their own plane tickets how the hell did one or both of them get home I have no idea you know like and it and no. and it, the whole the whole point is there's like a style and aesthetic and a type of person that it's like yeah Hollywood and like Ibiza and all that whatever and like possibly drugs at several points throughout the story maybe not sure it's not explicit because of course that would bring up the age rating so like yeah, I totally I mean, get that but also there's a guy that gets chopped up and there's titties everywhere so yes yeah, so is, is somebody smoking something really that bad at the end of the day you didn't like how many titties there were I, I just I don't like it when it feels gratuitous. It it felt very much. I I don't know. If, like, the again, le- I don't the know. lens felt incredibly masculine in this film, which yeah. is weird because it's directed by Lynn Ramsey, who we know to be a warm. But it did feel very. Um, it's not absurdism. What's it called? Obs- ob- not observationism. Ob- it's it's objectifying. Yeah, where the, the the idea is that the lens is masculine thing, and that it's about looking at the beauty of the woman's body, and 
I don't know, she was just sort of naked and there was other naked women just kind of all the time and I guess there was that guy's penis that one time. Yeah. But it felt so objectifying as another woman watching it. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I can't really comment on this. I don't know. Other than I can say, other than I can say from... I, no, I can't. I can't. I, can't. I didn't think... I mean, it, you can and if it comes out wrong you can just edit no. it out. Said, uh, no. Hi, but, I'm Sam. I'm a woman. Let me tell you <laughs> my experience. Oh. No, but I always kind of thought it was like the shots were kind of just specifically the one where like Mormons first just sort of in the bath, in the on bath, her own, yeah, was just kind of like it was. I felt like that was kind of like a state of shock kind of thing. That's the shot. I think yeah. again, bits after that I was kind of like, I was I literally. Yeah. I, I think I didn't even turn live one. Okay, even you know what? As a short, I think that opening of just her in her house experiencing things like the bit you know where she goes and she's trying to do the pizza and can't quite get it in the door and there's like a sense of things are going slightly wrong or yeah. you know when they're playing around with the flower and she's getting a shake but then it doesn't come back yeah you know bits are sort of left and maybe that is the point yeah. but from my own experience of shock and grief again because i'm a very different person i'm quite a proactive person i do stuff when i feel things um it it just oh, I kind of wallow. <laughs> everything just seemed super wrong and just not mm. right, and and that's it. Just didn't feel human. Yeah. It felt very constructed, but it also kind of felt like cold. they didn't care. Well, no, it didn't feel cold, but also like I don't know, the filmmaking in some parts wasn't great, and the way that the cameras were kind of done was amazing. And it, I don't know, I I really wasn't sold. Like it, like it, it, you could argue we're like nitpicking a little. Nah, but I I don't I don't feel like we are because it's. It, it's like a nitpick would just be like this is wrong but it's like you know if you suggest the way you feel like it could be improved like I think the story started too late I mean even even not say it's the same point um, just having in the same way that Linda and Busy have done so much else having so much more focus on the eyes and the human yeah. face we don't really get to see Morvin's face a lot mm. we get to see her friend's face and we see the other faces but we don't really see her face I guess you could argue that that's kind of looking at it from Morvan's point of view. Maybe. But even there's there's ways where you can have mirrors and stuff around, which is like yeah. with yeah. re- reflection and introspective yeah. but maybe, thoughts. Maybe Vance and... wasn't going for that. And if you want it from her point of view, I mean, not then, otherwise she would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah, the exactly. story should be about how other people are perceiving her. Yeah. If you want the story to be about her, you can't really do it from her point of view because it's film. You can do that in a book, which might be where it's from. But you can't really do that in film without really artsy even, and like I don't know. Even there's things. a lot of a lot of uh, French New Wave, right? We've seen yeah. a bout de souffle. Yeah. Ugh. Um, just because of the editing, what, huh? it's a bout de souffle. It's what's the English name? Um, it's something. It's. I'll look it up. It's like a blow in the wind is the translation, but it does have a better name. And so the idea is like two individuals something get together, kind of a couple for a bit. He does something crazy. She doesn't like it. It ends up she dies. Breathless. Breathless. Um, and it is about them as as individuals and their experience, especially from her point of view of what he does. But it is long and slow and explorative and lots of wide shots of nothing, but the mm. editing is just really crazy in it. Um, Show me a shot from it. Yeah, and, and you can even just see from that because it's black and white, right? Yeah. But I don't remember it as black and white. No, I remember it in colour. Maybe we did see it in colour, to maybe. be honest. There's uh, Maybe. But <laughs> I think black and white is very much a style that yeah. is really hard for nowadays to get past because that's all we think about. But if the story is interesting enough and the lighting is good and you're pulled in and you can feel the colour... The lighthouse! 
Well, yeah, you forget. <laughs> the third man! The don't do do The third man music is the stupidest thing in the world. Third, Even third like, man's quite, quite fun. One that you lent me back was really good in terms of like just getting over the whole black and white thing was Go Walk Somewhere Alone Tonight. Yeah, that's a great that's movie. That's a great movie. I, oh, I did say mean, but yeah, I mean movie. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like this is a film, right, which I at somewhere along the process, somebody could have been like, put it in black and white, and it would have been like, okay, and it would mean just as much as it being in colour. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's a lot of things which were just done that you can add meaning to afterwards, yeah. but do not inherently have the meaning where they are. Yeah. Um, and that just feels lazy compared to her incredible work she's done before. Okay. What did you think of the final scene of the movie where it's more of a, like it's a kind of a callback to more like the one sort of flashback with Morven in the club? Yeah. So if that Morven in the club had had that sounds more... like such a like a weird Morven in the club. Morven, Morven in the club. This is like a dubstep remix, so I'm sticking with so, you. So say she had had a really traumatic experience, or something had happened either just before in the club, or maybe that bit when she's in the club we finally get some actual silence or we finally hear a lot of noise it would have made sense to come back to it at the end mm. but there wasn't really anything impactful about Morven being in the club I didn't. she didn't seem to care about it afterwards she didn't really seem to be excited going into it and, and the flashback was longer than the actual scene of her in the club in the first place if they had gone back to Say her getting the money, her going on holiday, her in the last moments with her boyfriend, even when he's dead. Mm. That those are moments which meant something supposedly to Morven. She goes, it she curls up sense. in the tub. You find out she still has the underwear covered in his blood. Yeah, something. that was an important place because that's where she literally went to yeah. after she found him, and where his technical last moments with her were. Mm. Like but it just cuts back to a really nice visual shot because that was the coolest looking shot in the whole film. Morven in the club. Yeah, Morven in the club. Right. It just it didn't feel impactful, yeah. and therefore there was no reason to have it come back at the end. See, I felt with when it when she initially goes in the club the first time, I was kind of like, it's because you like clubs, Sam. No, I hate clubs. Oh. I hate clubs. Um, I hate the crowds. Okay. Um, and I was kind of like, and Morven was clearly going there to sort of, you know, go for like a night out kind of thing. I was like, okay, that's a bit odd. And I can't. Could you see that she had her headphones on when she was in? Yeah. Yeah. I that, did, but Becky didn't. But Becca yeah. wasn't watching. Yeah. No. Cause I, yeah. Because I can't remember if I was <laughs> thinking. If I was actually thinking to myself, what was she listening to? Yeah. Kind of thing. Or was she actually listening to anything? Did she just forget to take them out? Kind of thing. Yeah. And then when you get to the last shot of the film, where it's like she's surrounded by the music that reminds her of him and the flashing lights that would remind her of him. Just because of where she found him when he died. Right. Okay. So, so to imply that, what you do is in between your shots of the fucking flashing club lights, is you can put cut to the flashing tree lights. Right. You yeah. make it. You just make it a bit more obvious. Or, yeah. or yeah. right. You have the the going at the same pace as the tree. They weren't. They were just random lights. Yeah, I would never have drawn that conclusion. It 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 just feels it, you know, sloppy. Because yes, those you can bring that together, but it feels like you're really pulling threads to be like they're the same thing. And and again, the club didn't mean anything. And you could have easily made it you know, do it, something with the go, sound. Go in. back, go back to the first time she listened to his music. Yeah. And then that also brings us to the club. And then that brings us to her chopping up her boyfriend. Do you know what I mean? The points where the music mattered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The ending was really unsatisfying and didn't yeah. go anywhere. But also, the whole film didn't go anywhere. Yeah. And I'm—that's a classic indie film 
thing where you're like, well, why did I watch this? I'm used to that feeling. I mean, there's a lot of indie films that we've watched, some of which we referenced while we were watching this one. Yeah. That even though at the end we're like, what even just happened? How? Who? What? We can ex- it, at least somewhat explain some sort of journey that a character or the plot went on. Yeah. And can't really do this with us. We can explain where she physically went. Yep. But we can't say where she emotionally yeah. or mentally And you could went. say she there were no emotions and that's the whole point is that she's empty but that's not true because yeah. she was emotional when she got the money she was emotional when, when her friend out, left her she was also emotional when she found out Lana slept with her boyfriend when did that happen? I reacted to that I was when like does that oh happen? you were not paying attention when does that happen? it was in Ibiza she, she meant, I think she mentions it to her like the day before they leave yeah kind of when thing. she's crying they, they, they go out on the the moors don't they? the house yeah, they, he's kind when, of when they're in the house also a ginger one shows up and is like I, I know you don't want to take me and stuff yeah on holiday and I was like is it why, why are they wanting to and then you were also confused and she's like yeah. it was like only once that we slept together and I was like oh, and then she okay. didn't even react I reacted more than the right. main character did to yeah, her the, best friend sleeping with her boyfriend the fact that it doesn't even matter that I didn't know yeah and I still watched the film the same and like it's weird because we couldn't hear a lot of the dialogue I'm trying to read it that it doesn't really matter because in the end it didn't actually really matter it could have been a silent film no- nothing is revealed that's important you know so 10 out of 10 film would watch again <laughs> I, you know with better audio mixing maybe watch again no no but just... I, I don't even think a re-edit like I, I legitly think that definitely not meant for me as a viewer mm-hmm. but I think the the core of the ideas from the book just don't gel with me I think the script isn't quite right I think the shots the way it's been filmed is weird I think the casting is great the the acting was really really good um, and I think the direction is a little misguided because there were just little bits which just didn't tie together and say things had been a bit more explicit or more clear like there was a lot of themes there's a lot going on in this film but none of it really seems to link or matter and maybe that's the point but the fact that I'm not sure I don't know I, I, it's not one that I would actually rewatch because I don't think I'll be able to get answers out of it yeah. when is there's definitely other films that are sort of rich and deep and even Ratcatcher yeah I was going to say Ratcatcher do you know what I mean which upon lo- different viewings you will pick up different elements even just different interpretations of that last scene of whether is it real, is it not real, yeah. kind of beautiful either way. When is, what about, is Morven Keller even real? Question mark. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I think she was real. Like, I never questioned. Yeah, but do you know the, what I mean? It's... The, like, characters or anything like that. Like, when you watch films and you can tell people are hamming it in. Yeah. You did question the filmmaking, which is something I've not really ever done as much. Mm. I, that's what I do. No, as in, like, I, I, I believed the acting and the story and the characters, but I didn't believe the filmmakers. Yeah. Like, it felt like. Somebody were... wasn't invested somewhere, yeah. you know? And it's probably the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hating on the BBC a lot. They have made some of, like, my favourite shows in the yeah. world, but they have also, there's been a couple, like, misguided steps somewhere. Also, the pay gap is absolutely ridiculous in the higher up for Ginger Gap. Thank you. Anyway. I have to need to blow out Jekyll again. No. <laughs> we don't need it. There's better There's better and new stories that can be told. I don't... 
I don't want to know about Dr. Jekyll was out again no no I don't want to know about a feminist story written by a man yep. yeah because it's at its core wrong this film was made quite a while ago well only 2000 hey it was made the same year as Peter Pan too <laughs> you're, you're saying only in the 2000s think yeah. of how old we were when this film got released everything's changed so much since then and I like to think we're we're well, better than to make I mean, I feminist exploratory stories true. about women but written then. by men anymore no, back but, then we did do it and we shouldn't have because you should never really focus on that sort of thing but we were making 2001 2001 space I don't even think it's acceptable. We were doing other stuff like the French New Wave of the sixties, which is had. Yeah, I'm not excusing them. I'm just saying, like, remember it was nineteen years ago. Mm. I was speaking of French cinema. You were saying you you were saying to me last night that if I like this, I should check out Raw, which sounds like yeah, no. The cover is the same essentially. You're gonna love Raw. You, it I makes you feel like, so bad. No, genuinely, and I think you would like Raw. Hmm. But like the thing that's, that's been put me off is it's not a bad film. Yeah, the ending's not great, but it's not a bad film. Yeah, well the thing the don't thing watch it when you're eating. Yeah, that's the thing. Every time I watch a movie, I'm eating food. So like that's why I've not watched it for so long. And I've heard it's kind of horrifically violent. It's not it's really not horrifically violent. Louise could watch I it. I watched so. it. Okay. But yeah, no, I think I think that's it. I think we've. Yeah. I don't think we've got anything else to say, but I feel very disheartened by it. You did have a lot to say. Yeah. After going on about not wanting to talk about well, it. Well, there's a difference between not wanting to talk about it and not having anything yeah. to say. Do you know what? I'm glad you talked about it. Cause... I don't want to talk about it. I'm done. <laughs> Sam didn't talk about it a lot. That's true. He had pages of notes, apparently. <laughs> I have a page of notes. What do your notes say? Wow. Just literally, literally bullet know, points of what I wanted to talk about. Like... Why is it all capitals? Just because it's it's easy to write. There's it's part- cursive is the easiest way to write. Mm, yeah, but it's not. One loop. It's not the most legible way to write. That's well it's more true, legible than. Do we have to have a handwriting of? <laughs> yeah, I'll join in with the broken wrist. Uh, so yeah, literally have like opening moment, uh, constant flashing lights. The Game of Thrones horn noise on it. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> can't can't even read his own writing, Louise. Oh look, Takes how about this? Yeah. It's a, can, we're still recording. I know, I know, I'm being a meme. So, yeah, anyway, that's more than cat. So, can I just assume Louise right at the bottom of the Slim Ramsey pile for you? Things. Oh, yeah, for sure. Becca, can I just assume this is at the bottom of the Slim Ramsey pile for you for now? Yeah, I mean, how many more films do we have? Two. Kevin and you never really hear. One with Defoe. Oh, yeah, I, I really like Sorry. we need to talk about Kevin. Willem Defriend. Wait, no, you were never really here, his Joaquin. Oh shit! So what? What was the fourth film? We you were never really here. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, and you need to talk about Kevin. Is... Oh, I'm getting them confused. Hey, this will be the first one we tell the Swinton in it. Yeah, which is always Satan. great. She's amazing. Yeah, she is. Look, she's over here. <laughs> she's over there. Still not watched that yet. See, she's over there. Yeah. You gonna? Is anyone gonna read the title of the film? Suspiria. No. There we go. No. Great movie. You have to. No, I was gonna. You, you have to guess what third one yeah I'd say that this is bottom of the Lynn Ramsey pile but like um below Stepford Wives oh no no come on yeah because at least Stepford Wives was consistent consistent in its badness consistent in its like absolute nonsense but I, I would still rather watch Stepford Wives like I still go onto YouTube sometimes and I watch the fucking 
the the scene when they do their aerobics and you yeah, washing no. machine. Like, yeah, that's a really creepy really scene. And, and Glenn really Close well is done. amazing. And like, the acting's mm. still good. And like, yeah, I would put it below Stepford Wives, below, below Bone Tomahawk, but above the other two ones. Well, maybe Brawl. maybe below Brawl as well. We need but like definitely a... not whatever. <laughs> yeah, the concrete one that's still We need trash. that Top Gear like metallic slapping on names and orders. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when when them. we do like a, a when we get up. a production set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll Brian David Gilbert. It will stick things oh, on walls. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I think we need to talk about Kevin next. So we're doing it by chronological. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'm excited for the next one. See, I'm excited to watch it, but like the first time I, that was the first Len Rams film I watched. Mm. And I remember, like, no, that film, we'll get in the next time, but like that film is just, that stuck with me. Yeah, that's going to be one of those we don't really have enough to talk about because we're all going to be like, wow, so good. I don't actually <laughs> really remember it. I remember it really stuck. You just blocked out from trauma. No, me. I don't think so. <laughs> but I remember being like, oh, right, it's, I thought I would hate it, and it's actually quite mm-hmm. good, and mm. that's all I really remember. Yeah, it was one of the... Because in uni, you don't really know what films you're going to get shown well, until like a week before or when you show up. So so yeah. we didn't really have time to like look up or like watch trailers and we just stopped doing that sort well, of thing. Well, because you're also like watching a film every week. Yeah, so it just got... It was one of the films that really stood out for not having any knowledge of it prior to watching it. Well, I mean, us well, particularly, other though. people knew it. Yeah. But for us, we sort of, I don't know, sometimes... They were like, here's this classic, and we'd all be like, yes. And then other times they're like, here is this absolutely bizarre Watch film that Rebel we hate. Rebel Cause. Yeah, that we also are going to subject you to. Rebel oh, Cause. But then we have to watch it again. And then you're like, here's no. Sorry to Bother You. Uh, no, that was no, a, that, that was, was a, a voluntary. Yeah, that was a watch. Oh, I thought that was, Where I thought... You, you showed up, it was like a, a meet and greet type of event. Wait, I've, I've got four years worth of notes. We can tell you what films we watched and what they were about. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, I, <laughs> th- I thought Sorry Bolly was part of the course, and no. that film is no. fucking insane. Yeah, that's why it wasn't part of the course. It's too cool and too new. That film's great. It's very good film. I always see the cameo, and I was like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> Specifically, when it hits the tipping point. It has like I'm... multiple tipping points. But that's the thing. I'm not going to say spoilers. We're not I'll talking about that. Yeah, it's a different. No. It's a different day. Right. Anyway, yeah. We well, can... What are we watching what? next? We, we need... He's not covered what he thinks about the film. Oh, he's sorry. trying to gloss over it. Sorry. No, it wasn't. You asked Louise and you asked me, and you've not said yourself. Yeah. So if, if we're going for if we're going for the the full rankings. Um, Ian rankings. Ian rankings. <laughs> sorry. I would say. Weirdly enough, I don't know why, Ratcatcher and Morven Keller are kind of like on the same level for me for what like I got out of both films. Yeah. And then I, except I don't know where they are in the ranking of the full films. I still think I prefer you, you should, were never you really here. You should make a list on your phone and update it every time you watch a film for the podcast. Every time. Without every, fail. Every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah, no, I, Louise is dead, so. I really enjoyed it as a look of um, loss and then the loneliness that can come from as a feeling of loss that's that's what I got out of it I, I just it would have been nice if we could actually feel those feelings yeah Sam. well I can't I, lose I'm dead inside I, I felt a, felt a lot of not, loss though. a little bit cannot relate to if it. I, I path if, yeah but if Ash got hurt in any way oh someone someone would die exactly <laughs> yeah therefore you're not dead inside yeah, yeah no I was just I was making a bad <laughs> joke uh-huh. <laughs> looking at me directly in the eyes I'll stare you down pal this is my house well it's not it's our flat but... <laughs> yeah but 
What are we watching next? We need to talk about Kevin. Nice. Hi, everybody. (laughs) 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 Nice. Great. Classic. What shitey music are you going to put on for the start Uh, and the end bit? Either the song called Spoon or maybe Everything You Do Is A Bloom by Boards of Canada. Everything You Do Is A Bloom by Boards of Canada. Right, yeah, I think that's it. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching. Oh, Listening. Did we not already Oh, I end? thought we had ended. I also thought we'd ended. Okay. I was I was going to just let you guys just hash it out at the Boards end. Of Boards of Canada. Bye. Boards of Canada.